0: Ladies and gentlemen from All Season Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, Fauci, Pharma, Government, and Friends. Oh my. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is the podcast. At gmail.com. Yeah, I I like turning my back on Fauciism and his behavior.
1: Each and every time. Yeah.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben. Let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well, Ben. You? Wonderful. I am doing excellent.
1: Very good. Yes. Yeah.
0: Having a good day.
1: Glad to hear it. Same no. here. Another great episode. Uh, we will be wrapping up, um, unfortunately, not literally, uh, oh. Mr. Fauci, but oh. I, I'm, I was intrigued by that title. Uh, it was definitely a... Sort of a classic in the making, you know, Fauci, pharma, government, and friends, oh my. It really reminded me of the the walk through the forest on the Wizard of Oz, you know. (laughs) Fauci, pharma, government, and friends, oh my. But uh, anyway, as we digress a little bit with uh, making light of a very evil man. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, another episode of The Undiluted Truth. Uh, It is good to be here. It's good to have you here. and. We hope you have thoroughly enjoyed the information that we've been bringing to you from this documentary, "The Real Anthony Fauci," uh, with RFK Junior. or from, I should say, RFK Junior.'s book, "The Real Anthony Fauci." So we uh, and we appreciate that so much, and we also appreciate just RFK. He he, you know that that man is involved in a lot of good work, Mm. Uh, and and we'll just. You know the thing that I didn't know that he was into a little bit is the, you know, the dangerous uh, RF, you know, the radio frequencies that, oh, are, really? that are put out by smart meters and and other devices and stuff. So yeah, uh, and maybe that. we'll get into that. But he, he, yeah, he's very active into that. And of course, we know he's been involved in just the overall vaccines, not just the you know the most recent jab, but uh, for the last several years. Right. So uh, just the things that I, I really appreciate him, and and you know he's one of those people that I've not really known through history so much, you know. Yeah. Some people, you know, just the Kennedy name, you, you know, everything seems to ride or has ridden on, you know, JFK, JFK and RFK, right. you know, senior. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then of course Teddy was, well, let's just say Teddy was Teddy. We're not we're not a political uh, podcast, but you know I've really come to appreciate rfk jr and everything that he's into and um you know very good thank thank you so much uh rfk jr with you know you're out there uh bobby uh, and i'm not even sure what his, i think his friends call him bobby but uh uh just feel like i know him uh a lot better now than i did say you know two years ago for sure or maybe yeah. a little bit longer than that as his, his name sort of have, has crept into what we do, and uh, with that being said, yes, what we sir. do, you can find us, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on the undiluted truth through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Podvine, Audible, Podbean, and Red Circle. Server. Yeah. And some others. And I always let you do that because you've. Uh, Yeah.
0: Tune in, Pod Ash, Pod Attic. Yes. Uh, There was a new one today. Listen Notes, I think, was one that I saw. Yeah. Uh, Then what was the one? Uh, Pod Bay, I think it was. FM. Yes. I think that one. Uh, So. Every once in a while I search and I find a new one. That's Absolutely. Like, but wow. I'm
1: sure those first few that we've read out are probably some of the most popular and yes, uh, yeah. but, but go there and, and find us, like us, subscribe, and uh ladies and gentlemen, it's right around the corner. We are soon to be going video. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And you They're gonna see our and I I radio
0: faces. And I have I mean my radio faces. Yeah, and I haven't told yeah.
1: uh and and it 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 may be uh, an about face. But no, it's not going to be about our face. But (laughs) oh, yeah. Yeah. Leave leave them with that thought. An about face would be turned the other way. That's uh, right. If you're military. But I haven't told you this yet, Ben. But oh, uh, boy. Okay. We, you know, of course, we will be. This is Thursday, and we Uh are going to be putting out a podcast today, and we will be putting out another one this one. Well, this one will go Should out be Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Right. So after that one, we will not put one out following thursday
0: oh okay
1: and uh, we are looking at you know just uh, this is this is sort of a
0: so that would be thursday the 2nd of february if i'm not mistaken yeah that we won't have a podcast yeah. and we will co- yeah okay. we will
1: confirm that uh hopefully before we you know as we wrap up today but okay important in, in and it's simply because we're, we're going to need some time to get some of this audio fine-tuned and get it get it working properly so we're going to take just a bit of you know a few days and then after that there'll be a decision made because once we do that we may do a once a week podcast and extend that time so okay. that's that's just something that we're looking at
0: okay because it's a little bit yeah. more
1: entailed and we we appreciate everybody out there and and uh we're excited yeah and and we appreciate uh your listening and we look forward to your viewing. So Yes,
0: yeah, yes.
1: This is this is sort of all new to us, but uh, uh, okay. Well, are we ready, set, go on this We're one? ready, uh,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and uh, there again, we are back into the close of the Fauci-ism, if you will, and uh, it just appears to be getting darker. But as we go through here, we're gonna have, we're gonna be highlighting the soon the soon to be, uh, I, I should say, a gathering of his friends and who they are. And I'm sure that the, this gaggle or group of people runs really deep and wide. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the first voice you are going to hear is going to be Sherry Tenpenny and it's something that i think is extremely important important that she's going to be bringing up uh with a few other voices so okay you ready to go yes sir all righty then here we go the
2: 1986 acts was was created and signed into law by reagan it allegedly created a program for compensation of children who were injured by their vaccines or who died and they would get some level of compensation. It was meant to make vaccines safer and it gave virtually blanket liability protection to vaccine manufacturers and health care providers who are providing vaccines. The 1986 Injury Compensation Act was a real game changer because all of the drug companies that were making vaccines were deciding that they were gonna not do vaccines anymore unless they got liability protection because they were getting sued at every turn. Now the blanket liability protection created a boomtown. It created a gold rush. The sad reality is a whole new industry of recklessly developed vaccines that are highly profitable and it did not lead to compensation to children who were injured and it absolutely did not lead
3: to safer vaccines that's one of the tragedies that is across the board when it comes to public health because you see when doctors join forces with government they no longer comply with medicine's mission and sacred oath to first do no harm to the individual patient they become agents of government and they do what they're told
4: A retrovirus is a primitive life form that has no capacity to replicate on its own, which is something that's true of all other viruses. The retrovirus injects its RNA into an existing cell where an enzyme called reverse transcriptase converts viral RNA into DNA, which is then inserted or spliced into the host cell's DNA. In the late 1980s when I was at the Salk
5: Institute as a graduate student, when I was in my 20s, I was working on trying to understand how RNA gets packaged into retroviruses because retroviruses were the leading way for gene therapy to be developed and potentially Mm. applied. That idea was, well, if you can use RNA as a drug, what would you use it for? So my belief was using RNA as a drug to produce a vaccine response by expressing a foreign protein. And so I worked on that and ended up uh, finding a way to get RNA into cells. Once that set of technologies came together, I filed invention disclosures and eventually patents on the use of RNA as a drug. So when I joined the pharmaceutical industry in uh 1988. There were in Britain something like 15
4: separate drug companies. There's a very small, a small number of very large companies, but they don't, they don't tend to discover many of their drugs in-house. They, they use experts internally to try and identify biotechs that are doing good stuff and then they, they grab them
5: for money and then they complete the development process. Once. The mRNA technology had been developed, I left uh, the salt and went to this company called Vical. Vical was actually founded in part to develop antivirals for the AIDS virus under a Burroughs Welcome contract. The patents were sold to Merck. Together with Vical, they spent over a billion dollars that could never make it work because it was believed that it was functionally impossible to manufacture RNA at large scale. But what they did do during that period is keep anybody else from working on it because the patents had issued, uh, which is why there's this 10-year gap, essentially, or more, really 20 years, uh, between the discoveries in the late 80s and then the real initiation of research into RNA vaccines starting in the early 2000s.
4: Mm. AIDS vaccines is not about a solution, it's about, Permanent industry. You
1: know, like- okay, we're, we're going to pause it right there and just do a little recap here. Now, okay, well, let's go all the way back initially to right. Sherry Tenpenny was the first voice, and 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 there was a couple of others that mentioned this act that took place in 1986. Now, one thing that no one—it seems that no one ever mentions—is that prior to that and you know we've talked a little bit about this in 1976 was mm-hmm. the swine flu right debacle with a yeah. with another vaccine that was 46 plus million people that were vaccinated with no confirmed cases and then all kinds of fallout you know uh, uh Guillberey and and some serious neurological problems, and even uh, I think it was twenty four deaths before they shut the whole operation down. Right, a lot of a lot of lawsuits took place right after that, and it took quite some time to to settle these lawsuits. So then in nineteen eighty six, here comes this this act that was passed in the sky in the skies of helping children recoup maybe some damages done by vaccines. So it was under that guise that it was put out. But wait a minute around the backside of this thing was the fact that the manufacturers now wanted immunity. They did not want to be held responsible for anything. And as mentioned, it was, it was like a gold rush. So what mm-hmm. happened was all of these vaccines started to be pumped out. The gold rush part of it—it it was money was to be made Absolutely. without any repercussions because they could not be sued, you know. Yeah. And, and 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 then on top of that, that sort of overshadowed anything. And as mentioned, no children were being helped monetarily at all. So right, yeah that i think is important that was in 1986 and then we started moving forward and then the last couple of voices that you heard were a couple of gentlemen uh, of course robert malone who was the architect of the mrna and his intentions in my opinion based on what i have heard were were pure he he wanted to he saw a use for for this particular gene therapy product if you will that you could if you could get a an immune response to, let's say, a bioweapon or something. If somebody puts something out there and you have have been contaminated with some biological virus or whatever, and Mm -hmm. you can get your body to create a response to that sort of prior to it. Okay. So so if you hear of a bioweapon, and we'll wrap this up quickly, but I think it's important to know that, if you hear of a virus, and, and you can re, sort of recreate that, put it in, a, you know, with a delivery system, and then protect yourself. And and this was designed originally in in Roberts, Doctor Malone. Let's just be frank, right. Doctor Malone's bind was to help or to protect the American military.
0: Right. Well, I mean, in that respect, I mean. In that fashion, it makes a little bit of sense mm-hmm. to look into that type of thing. Yes. because Because uh, frequently, bioweapons are things that have been man-made and engineered. So it's not like the traditional vaccines where you can go out and get a dead, quote, virus... Exactly. ...to inject into the body, to prep the body, to make the antigens for that virus. Right. So it... In that respect it, it kind of makes sense to okay, in this scenario, how can we help?
1: Yes. Yeah. And and then of course, as he mentioned, it, it was a big dead end. It just it 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 wasn't working. They tried, they tried, they tried, it wasn't working. A variety of problems, and even today we are seeing problems with it. So Right. You know, this was tried, and, and, and a lot of this stuff was 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 attempted to being used, and they were still after vaccines. And then, of course, Robert Kennedy Jr. just made the statement of, you know, there was no intention to cure anything to do with AIDS or, or right. HIV. It was to basically keep you on the government dole of you're a commodity now. We can make money off of you.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, at least
1: 10000 a year. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So the first step from Fauci into big pharma and friends was just beginning to happen here. So and, uh, you know, of course, Robert Kennedy Jr. was bringing this to our attention. We will go ahead and continue this here. But uh, I wanted to make yeah, I wanted to make that uh, as clear as I could before we before we move on here. So let's let's pick it back up. Here we go
4: like waiting for a Godot. Godot doesn't ever have to come. The industry that they've created.
1: Actually, this, is a, this was a little clip from a play, Waiting for Godot. Okay. And that's what he's commenting on. So That's, gotcha. that's, why, it's, like, that's why it sounds a bit strange, but uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a very uh, popular play back then. So that's, it was a little clip from that. And he's bringing that mm. into his description in and uh, analogy. That-
4: through the promise that they will somehow have produced this miracle to us is a now one of the giant medical industries of the medical cartel. And it's irrelevant if they ever produce a vaccine. Nobody ever questions them. Congress is not even asking the question. They just appropriate the money to Tony Fauci year after year after year to keep this infrastructure. There you go. Immunologists, immunologists, principal investigators. And all of the medical cartel is all in on it.
1: Yep. Fauci, pharma, government, and friends. He had a bunch of international global health leaders that he invited to his home that was showing everyone on the tour of the house. Quickly, the voice you're hearing now is Anthony Fauci, and the house that he's mentioning is none other than Bill Gates. No.
4: And he said, can I have some time with you in, in my library, in this amazingly beautiful library? And it was there that he said, you know, Tony, you run the biggest infectious disease institute of in the world, and I want to make sure the money I spend is well spent. Why don't we really get to know each other? Why don't we be partners? Our interactions and our collaborations became closer and closer with tuberculosis, with HIV, with the vaccine. The Department of Justice asked the federal trial court in Seattle to fine Gates a record million dollars a day for antitrust violations. Judge Thomas Benfield-Jackson ruled that Microsoft had violated the 1890 Sherman Antitrust Act prohibitions outlawing monopolies and cartels.
2: If you go back and look at uh, Bill Gates' business history as the first uh, top executive and and founder of Microsoft, um, it's quite clear that he was very interested in in acting as a monopoly.
5: We've all seen the footage of him testifying as he's rocking back and forth in a chair with his arms crossed in a kind of a rather odd behavior.
4: The Justice
2: Department has charged Microsoft with engaging in anti-competitive and exclusionary practices designed to maintain its monopoly in personal computer operating
4: systems.
1: Now, this friend of, of Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and you know, really until this point, until he started hitting the news with antitrust violations and monopoly uh, uh, accusations and what, and he and he was guilty as sin. Period. Mm-hmm you know he was just kicking along and actually he had a pretty good reputation up until this point in all honesty until they they started to expose him but keep in mind this is the kind of friends that Anthony Fauci was associating himself with guys that had no problem skirting the law no sk- no problem doing whatever it, you know and, and and just for the record ladies and gentlemen i have no problem if 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 you can yeah if you can be creative you if if you're a CPA can be creative and and you can dodge taxes legally by very creative creative means go for it but some of these things were just flat out you know borderline racketeering and and antitrust and, and a lot of serious violations and he was being fined some serious money and he was he was in some deep trouble yeah but Bill Gates is not an an idiot. You know, when it comes to these things, you know, he he's he's very crafty when it when it comes to the business aspect. And he was be, right around that that point in time. He was he was seeking of creating a way to put more money in his pocket, other than just microsoft because he was hitting it big but he was he, he he was in some serious monetary trouble because of the things that he had done hmm.
0: yeah the thing that stuck out to me on there was and i, I believe that because they had mentioned it went all the way back to hiv so it sounds like gates i don't know if it showed what type, what uh, date that they talked but it sounds like they talked before the HIV thing, even—that's what they. That one comment made it seem like. Oh, you mean he that, that, said he said, and and this has been going on since you know HIV. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming that they had talked all the way back then or it, something.
1: It was during it was during that time, you know. I and, and I. And I'm not sure how far before or after, but but you know Anthony Fauci was wrapped up in the HIV big time.
0: Well, yeah, but to, but I mean we hadn't really correlated Bill Gates all the way that back that far, so to pretty speak. Clo- pretty so, close to it, though. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that's just interesting mm-hmm. that it goes to me back to that link far. it. Yeah. I mean I was thinking in the 90s, but it oh, seems no. like it, it started was, even before. The, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was back in the tail end of the 80s. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That stood out to me, though, when he said that. I yeah, like, oh, because okay. yeah. the the charge that was spoken uh, of the antitrust mm-hmm. was the then so was
0: funding uh, Fauci. Is that where you're going? Sorry. Well, I was gonna I was gonna, gonna
1: just just sort of uh, give you a, a, an idea that the time frame because it was uh, Janet Reno who okay who was Clinton's Attorney General at at the time. So that okay. that that gives you an idea of when this was. So that was in the back end of the eighties.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Gotcha. So I, and the date may have been put up there, but uh, yes, the bottom line is, is these guys both, you know, very similarly after pocketing money any way they can. And unfortunately, If a few lives have to die on the way down the road, so be it. That's their mentality. So anyway, U.S. versus Microsoft, that's what was going on then. So let's continue and pick it up on the friend side of Fauci. The Microsoft
5: Explorer decision caused Microsoft to divest from what was clearly a monopolistic practice with its browser technology to exclude other
3: competitors. He was really the most reviled businessman in the United States. And then suddenly, he became the philanthropist. What he's done is taken his toolkit that he's
5: developed in the pressure cooker of competition in the IT sector and turned those same practices towards public health and functionally has monopolized public health through his philanthropic giving that isn't really philanthropy, it's more of a screen behind which he has made other strategic investments that have produced a massive financial return.
3: You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two
2: decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that, and it kind of stunned me.
5: There's been over a 20 to 1 return.
2: Modern billionaires that are 20 also to one uh, return vaccines. referred to as philanthropists that are uh, increasingly controversial have a lot in common with John D. Rockefeller's reputation.
1: Now we're going back to 1910 here.
2: <laughs> Prior to the beginning of his rebranding as a philanthropist, John D. Rockefeller was very much hated uh, by the American working class um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, A large part of it being how he treated workers, but also his business style and the interest in in his family and particularly himself in consolidating power. In
3: 1910, John D. Rockefeller really kind of took over medicine, particularly the medical schools. And they redirected medicine to be totally focused on pharmaceutical interventions and also various surgical procedures. In other words, to make it a real business. All the way back in 1910. The Rockefellers are involved in everything, the World Health Organization, both Rockefeller and Gates.
2: He really points to his father, who's Bill Gates II, as sort of being a guiding reason as to why he's interested in directing a lot of the money of his philanthropy. And Bill Gates II was the head of Planned Parenthood during a time when it was rather different than it is today.
5: When I was growing up my parents were always involved in various volunteer things. My dad was uh, head of Planned Parenthood and it was very controversial.
2: That same society also was with some of these Rockefeller eugenics focused uh, philanthropies at the time.
1: Did you pick up on that? The eugenics focus so you know Planned Parenthood is known for abortions and whatnot and then and, and the Rockefellers and the and gates uh, the second right. were very involved in eugenics. So, and then you you heard Bill Jr. make the statement of is very controversial back then. Well, sure it is, you know. But they're making money right. off of. Well, let's face yeah. it, eugenics is killing people, mm-hmm. and but you know we can make some money. Yeah. Wow. The
3: very very wealthy form foundations to. Eliminate their tax requirement. Foundations don't have to pay taxes. Ah. So they simply move their business under the flag of foundation, and then they're exempt from tax, and they gain huge control because they're distributing money to all sorts of non-government agencies.
1: So they're buying favors. They've got all this cash, and baby money talks. There and, you go. Know. And, and, and you're going to attract some people, and, boy, this thing is going to become massive. And now you're going to start being able to control a large part of the the economic yeah. machine Right. And right. I mean, anything and, and just it's running right through. I mean, all the way back in 1910 with Rockefellers, this thing started running through, you know, medicine and health and then in the WHO and the, the control, it just kept gaining speed and pace and power. And, and, and here it comes, you know, almost like a, a locomotive gaining strength and yeah. really. You look at where we are today, and these these individuals have seen it close up, and that's why it's so stunning to to just to listen to them. And most of us today, and I hate to admit it, we're just yawning as all of this is taking place. You know, while the world slept, pretty much evil was was taking over big time. So let let's continue on here before we wrap up a few a few more important segments here.
3: But they get to decide exactly who to give money to, what kind of policies to support, and guess what? In the meantime, they're shoveling in money for themselves.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. The president of the Rockefeller Foundation, Dr. Rajiv Shah, joined the Gates Foundation in 2001, and in Africa, he directed the International Finance Facility for Immunization. Using sleight of hand, Mm. the IFFI enriches Gates Pharma partners with Western financial bonds by passing the cost to future generations in poor countries.
1: So they're starting with AIDS
5: and going through uh, SARS and MERS and Zika and bird flu. They have one thing in common, Fauci at the center.
2: We did SARS in 2002, MERS 2003, bird flu in 2005, H1N1 2009. This is the same playbook, different virus. If you look at Anthony... Fauci's tenure at NIAID specifically after the 2001 anthrax attacks. He was responsible for the massive funding of numerous biosafety labs throughout the United States, several of which have engaged in gain-of-function experiments uh, during that period of time.
4: 24 hours after he received both the seasonal and swine flu vaccines, he was hospitalized.
5: You really look at the scientific data, it is unclear why that happened. Clearly, the risk of the di- complication of the disease is greater than the risk of the vaccine.
4: Ended up being very, very <laughs> fraudulent studies. I got a hold of that transcript. And I published excerpts from it in Rolling Stone and Salon
3: simultaneously.
4: And immediately, there was a storm of controversy, pressuring Rolling Stone and Salon to take down the article. You get deplatformed if you tell the truth or if you say anything that challenges government orthodoxies. And they made a show of looking through a series of briefcases and files to try to find what they were looking for. And they said, we'll send them to you. And of course, they never sent them. And at the end of that meeting, Tony Fauci came up to me and took me at the side. And he said, I want to commend you for what you're doing. Um, It's important work and you keep us all on our toes. Oh, thank you. You can be the judge of how earnest he was
5: because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines. And, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that.
1: Okay, so we're pretty much wrapping this up. Of course, the last voice you heard there was Bill Gates in, in describing the... What they consider the infiltration of RFK Jr. because it, the gig was becoming to be up, and and then of course RFK Jr. was talking about being deplatformed and canceled and 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 shadowbanned and 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 all of that, and that was sort of I think is based on what I've heard of him is like the. This is unheard right. of. What I, you know, when you expose things, it's supposed to be truth is out there, and let's let's expose truth and let's let's get to the bottom of this. But it was just yeah. the opposite. Yeah, yeah. That was in 2017. So so he kind of rolled it, you know, fairly current, right? And they, it was almost like they were really scrambling to cover their tracks, and from all the way back to AIDS and in, in forward, yeah because you heard all of the different diseases that were, you know, the bird flu, the swine flu, the age one N one and, and, and all of that.
0: It seems like it was just nonstop. Well, here's a new one.
1: Yes. And the same playbook, they were still doing the same thing. Money was being made. They were operating under foundations. They were kicking out vaccines and it was all because I can remember, you know, growing up, they didn't call my parents down to go get a flu shot. That was what? Well, go get a flu shot. I mean, as as we got right. older yeah there's you know it was it was flu shot right. you know that yeah. flu shots that were offered but you know that was not a thing you know yeah. originally so this machine of fauci pharma government and friends started rolling and you know once you dip in i mean you know you can <laughs> you starting to get into all of those areas that together have tremendous tremendous power and these guys figured out a way to 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 cover their tracks to to you know like Malone said behind the screens you know it's a cover hiding money and now yeah. they weren't that and, and, the, and the crazy thing is is you and I and and everyone listening was funding this yeah. because fauci was being handed money. And Congress had gotten so used to it, it would be just, you know, formality and, and you know, in legislation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, NIAID, yeah, they get this, WH you know, whatever. Right. The money was just being passed out. Yeah. And all for nefarious benefit and nothing to do with children or health for the American people or anybody abroad, there were some serious crimes that were being perpetrated on all these people. And well, it,
0: yeah, I mean, well, I forget who it was. I think it may have been uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, that, said, that said a phrase that stuck in my head, and I don't know if we've heard it from anybody else, medical cartel.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm very like, good. Yeah. I'm
0: like, yeah, well that's Uh, how they're acting very appropriate cartel
1: yes very appropriate because we we've called this whole thing you know the mafia before yeah i mean that's the way they operate
0: i guess it's kind of similar but yeah i mean but it's sure i mean well pharma drugs yeah i mean it's a cartel yeah well yeah
1: the cartels you usually think are are drug drug related illegal drugs
0: you don't usually associate them with necessarily but a cartel is a is a
1: is a a very orchestrated operation, right? That strong arms and does whatever they can, and it's making money hand over fist. Yeah, you know. No, there you go. They're usually a little under the radar. To, you know, mafia is usually you know up in your face and you know <laughs> strong arm and you, but right. very similar. You know, the bottom line is is this was deep and wide, ladies and gentlemen, and it oh, yeah. and it didn't just happen three years ago. This goes way back, and carefully, and and there's a lot in between this that that you know you have to read between the lines. But do your own research, pull this up carefully, walk through it, and and just look back at some of the documents that are presented in in this documentary, and you would be absolutely amazed. But you know we are more than happy to be able to give you this information and to pass uh, this on to you. And and once again, one of the best places to pick this particular documentary up is on brighteon.com go there do the search the real anthony fauci movie and you can pull it up uh you know and, and it depends on which and it's hard to describe which one but it's it's going to be well over an hour long make sure you get that one because some of these have uh, commercials injected in them, and that's just, you know, I mean, you, you're still getting the information, but you don't, you know, it's it's it's, it's yeah. a lot nicer to get it without commercials. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just
0: say again, uh, on, I think, two different episodes, we had put the precise link, so if you just go back through the episodes about this, you'll probably find the link in there. Yes, So
1: very good, so... All right. Well, I think we can officially say the real Anthony Fauci, at least uh, to date, is a wrap, and uh, hopefully uh, mm. soon he will be physically wrapped. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, Ben. Good. Right. Good show, yeah. and uh, thank you, wow. f- listeners, for for being here. And uh, join us as we go uh, to our Father in prayer as we close. Father in heaven. Lord, we thank you again for the opportunity to be here on this particular platform, reaching as many as we possibly can. We ask for special blessings on all of those standing up. And and right now, the, the first one that comes to my mind is RFK Jr. and all the good work he's doing. Father, we ask for special blessing upon him and his family. Uh, I know that he is working shoulder-to-shoulder uh, shoulder, and arm in arm with the ICANN Network and, and uh, some of the folks over there at uh, the High Wire, Dell Big Tree and such. But there are many out there that are standing up for truth, and we ask for their protection. And Father, we, we pray that your spirit be felt through them, and may we continue to provide some sort of hope, and that hope does come from you. We thank you so much for uh, all of those that have, have been a part of just from the technological uh, uh, platforms to uh, what they do in person as they travel about the country and the world as far as that, that's concerned. So again, we ask for special prayers on those that have been injured Through all of this, we've heard some really horrific stories. We could only imagine what these families have gone through. Father, may your Spirit be there comforting them and giving them hope and strength. And Father, as we close out today in this particular episode, as usual, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday
1: on the Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently
3: seek truth. God bless.